On Local Matters this week, we have a look behind the scenes of the Ara universe. Yesterday, we checked out some of the music shows on Radio Ara, one of the oldest shows with Claude Hastert and the brand new show Audiosyncrasies, hosted by Peter Baller. On Tuesday, we presented our community programs and community projects on Ara City Radio. And today I am in the studio with Sandra. Sandra works with the youth channel Graffiti and she is going to talk to us about how that works on an everyday basis. Hello, Sandra. Hi. You have worked at Graffiti for 18 years now, right? Yes. I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Then you are absolutely the right person to tell me about graffiti. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Graffiti is the youth channel of Radio Ara. You have airtime every day from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. Yes. But there's also a lot of projects happening in the background. What have you been working on lately? So lately uh, we have been working, of course, on our daily program. So uh, young people come and make uh, their own radio shows. But in the last years we get more and more requests also for internships and uh, voluntary services. And so we try to uh, get as many young people on board as possible. And, of course, we have collaborations with uh, schools or with uh, youth organizations and other organizations for podcast formats or also workshops. So we also do a lot of workshops in schools or uh, at special events. So where do you get the young people from who really host shows at Graffiti? Where do you catch those? <laughs> It's uh, very different. Um, Some of them we meet at information uh, stands we do on events. Some others hear about us or know someone who already was or is involved. And, well, we have two kinds of requests. One of them is concerning music. So young people who have a passion for a certain music style and think that it's not represented enough in other radios. And so they come and suggest a music show. But then we also have young people who want to talk about subjects. For example, we have one young girl who does now a show about history. So she's very passionate about history. And so she prepares every month something about a historical topic. Or we have another girl who is passionate about talking to people and interviewing people. <laughs> so you see, there is the new generation of potential journalists coming up. <laughs> actually, we have had a lot of people who are now working as journalists who actually tried out radio with us uh, when they were very young. Um, but that's another subject. Yeah, so she, she really is passionate uh, about talking to people about different subjects. And so she also, it doesn't, it's not connected to anything spe specific, but it could be uh, that she interviews people, young people who created a clothing label, or now her latest show was about sexual abuse. So that was a more serious 
topic and she did it very well with a lot of empathy and uh, yeah so people who say young people are not interested anymore I think Socrates already said that. Well, we try to prove them otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you do that exactly? I imagine when the young people come to uh, you, to graffiti, most of them have no knowledge at all about how to use a microphone, how to record in a studio. What is the first thing you do when, the, when they come? So when they come, we first try to see with them what exactly they want to do. So we are not going to tell them, okay, there is this subject, we want you to do something about this subject. So it really comes from them. So they come with an idea and then we discuss this idea with them without any technical stuff yet. <laughs> so first we clarify the idea with them so they have a clear idea of their concept for their show. So should it be a music show concerning... Uh, a subject or a music style or whatever. So first we, we discuss this. And then also, do you want to do your show alone? Do you want to involve maybe some friends? Or what's the idea? And then we quickly go over to the practical side. So we tell them, okay, prepare a first show. So prepare what you're going to say, the music you want to play, etc. And uh, we explain them then the studio. So it's really a learning by doing process. So there is not a lot of introduction, like theoretical introduction, but we really push them into doing very quickly. Okay. And then we, of course, afterwards, we listen to the test show together. We, we give them feedback. We tell them, okay, this was good. This was not so good. The basics, like how you phrase your questions, how you talk, what you say. But first we want to tell them, okay, do it. I imagine that it is quite difficult to keep the people in graffiti. Well, it's in the nature of the thing. You have um, adolescents, and when they leave school, they probably move abroad maybe and are not involved anymore in graffiti. But some of them actually pursue this path of media. They get interested at graffiti and then really start a media career. Do you help those people in orienting them a bit towards um, paths? Not directly. I mean, some of them ask to do more, more intense internships at one point or to make a gap year for a year and make a voluntary service with us before then going to study something that might <laughs> be connected to media. Or others ask us for reference letters or like for a, yeah, a letter saying that they were involved with us because they want to apply to some schools that ask for this. We support them, but we don't really actively guide them. I mean, yeah, everyone has to find their own <laughs> way. But it's true that, of course, it helps. Uh, we got the feedback from a lot of them and one in, in particular who won now a prize this year in Luxembourg. Well, he, he wrote us uh, in, that, in that framework to say thank you and uh, yeah, to tell us how helpful it was actually to be involved with us and, and that also when he applied to journalism school, they were very impressed with the possibility he had already here doing this. So apparently it's not so common. <laughs> 
Yeah, apparently it works, huh? <laughs> <laughs> For some people it does, yeah. <laughs> so, but I imagine that especially young people, if they are 13 years old maybe, they might be a bit nervous about, I don't know, how my voice sounds on the radio. Am I even able to speak on the radio? What if I mess up everything? Is this a problem? Actually, this does not only apply to young people. It applies to all the people who who get involved with us, I think. Well, from what I can see, well, most people are not used to hearing their own voices. They are all scared of those buttons. And I always tell them, well, that's the least of the problem. It's much more difficult to think of the right things to say and not be too nervous and knowing what to say. So I don't really see any difference between young people and adults concerning that, to be honest. But uh, what would you tell them or what do you tell them if these anxieties pop up? Well, at the beginning, I always ask them, okay, do you prefer me to stay with you in the studio or do you prefer really playing around? And I always tell them you can't really break anything. <laughs> Don't be scared of pushing buttons. You won't be able to break it. I think that's the, the biggest fear, you know, to mess it up because that's also what we learn a lot in school, you know, that it's forbidden to make mistakes. And actually, we think that it's the opposite, that you learn from your mistakes. And that's why we want to really encourage them to just do learning by doing, like do it and then we will see together, okay, what can you do better for next time? And we decide together, will this show be aired like this or not? Yeah, so, so basically, we always try to figure out, okay, what's best for that person? Is it better to be alone? And for most of them, actually, it's better to be alone and just to, to go for it. But sometimes they ask us to stay. It depends. And then we slowly work on the fear. But usually, after half an hour, They are fine. That's <laughs> fast. <laughs> okay. Maybe one last question. Graffiti exists since 1992. So I imagine that in these 30 years, it has changed a lot. Things are always in progress. Well, you can't say what happened in 1992, but <laughs> obviously, but you've been there for quite some while, nevertheless. So how has the program, how have the projects evolved during these 18 years that you have seen it? Well, the, the, main, the main change when I started, because I was the first one who was actually employed for graffiti. So before that, when Radio Arrow was created, it was from the beginning important for them to have these youth shows. So to really reserve one big slot of the program to young people. But there were volunteers who, who coordinated it. So it was very limited what they could do, obviously, because they all had another job. And so they had the young people filling the program and some, some other activities, but it was quite limited. And so then the association got an agreement with the... Well, back then it was the Ministry of Family. Now it's the Ministry of Education. They got an agreement to professionalized the, the coordination and, and this whole part of the radio. The, the main developments were really in the networking, of course. 
Uh, we started getting in contact with a lot of associations, with a lot of also European and international associations. So we, we got really into this network of radios and of youth radios that allowed us to make a lot of projects during the years. Yeah, and also in Luxembourg, yeah, the contacts and the, the development of this whole workshop stuff and, and collaborations and uh, other projects. Okay, then let's hope that this continues evolving and that many young people stay interested in producing radio shows. Yes, that's what we hope too. <laughs> Thank you, Sandra. Thanks. That was Sandra. She works with Graffiti, the youth channel of Radio Ara. And that was our third and last episode of this week's Local Matters on behind the scenes of the Ara Cosmos. You can find all the episodes on aracityradio.com.